Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our patrons. And our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addictions. And as always, you can find that link in our show notes. So we are here live, K-Muse and I. Um, I'm actually right next to her. I can touch her. Hear that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, we decided that we would do a chat around a shop for killers. And so in this in this particular show, this is Edong Wook's, I don't know what you would say, but I, I think it's some of his best work. So the synopsis of the show is this. Shortly after entering college, Jian receives a call from local police informing her of her uncle's suicide, and that's in quotation marks. Her caretaker since the death of her parents, Uncle Zhang Jin Man, had always been quiet and mysterious, but never suicidal. But before Jian has a chance to think, her life is turned upside down by a flurry of gunfire, murder drones, and more, as a medley of highly skilled assassins inexplicably turns their focus to killing her. Pinned down in her uncle's home, Jian will be forced to revisit some of the bizarre training her uncle gave her throughout her formative years if she hopes to survive long enough to discover what is going on. Actually, that's a pretty good synopsis. Yes, it is. It doesn't give too much away and, you know, and yeah. And that's literally how we begin it, where she's kind of like, what is going on? Yes, exactly. She doesn't know. We don't know. It's all kinds of chaos. Um, and just so you know, we are doing our first ever uh, using one mic side by side. So hopefully the sound comes out right. If it doesn't, sorry. Um, we're having fun. Yeah, we're right <laughs> so, next to each other. I don't know how much fun you guys are having listening to us, but know that we're having fun. Um, and as usual, we're going to share our spoiler free thoughts first. And then, of course, we're going to let you know when we go into all the spoilers because we have so much to so talk about much. when it comes to this drama. And as usual, we're going to start by talking why we started this drama. E Dong Wook. I'll always give his shows a try, regardless, because this one kind of seemed a little quirky. And you did know that the uncle, the character he's playing, does die. So I was like, oh, do I really want to watch a show where he's dead? Because it looks, you know, who knows how much he's going to actually be in it, what's going on. But then I kind of started looking a bit more at the synopsis. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And it might be cool even if he is dead. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And for me, um, this was totally Camus and probably Drama Geek, too. Yeah, we saying, were both pretty naggy about yeah, it. Being like, you have to watch this. And I was like, well, I have another long flight coming up. Let me download the episodes. So for this one, I downloaded all of the episodes thinking we were all done. And there were two more that I that had not dropped yet. So my husband and I watched this like we binged it episode after episode after episode. And I can tell you, this is like a really fast paced, like 
um, there's a lot of of moments where I might have exclaimed out loud. And um, I got shushed a number of times because I was on an airplane, um, you know, screaming like, oh, my, oh, my gosh. Oh, 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 no. So. So if you were on an airplane to either Hawaii or Portland <laughs> and heard like random screams, that's probably, probably K-Drama Jen. Yes, I apologize. With uh, Mr. K-Drama Jen probably like being like, oh, heavens. Yes. He was like, <laughs> Although he got very invested. He was super excited to discuss this drama once he got here. And it was hard because Drama Geek, of course, was with us too. And she hadn't finished the last two episodes. So we had to curtail ourselves heavily. Um, with spoiler-free conversation. Yeah, spoiler-free <laughs> conversation only through episode six because she had not yet finished the last two episodes. And unfortunately, she had to work today because she's a functioning adult and has a real person job. And so it's just the two of us. Wait, I mean, not that we don't, are you saying but we're at home on a Monday because we're not at work. So true. Yes. True. Okay, so here I'll, we are. I will go with that. I mean, we also offered to visit her at her place of work and she declined. So um, I know I think there was something said where I don't need my coworkers <laughs> to know her, about hear me talking about abs, which made me think we haven't talked about abs in a while. And we sadly, haven't. this is not an ab mm. drama. So we're going to have to search out some ab drama yeah, science. sometime soon. Science is important to talk about, and we haven't had those conversations yeah. in quite a while. But back to like murder and mayhem Yes, with this uh, brings us to how violent is this drama? It is violent. It I would is. say it's pretty violent. Although on a scale of like fluff to... Um, Song of Bandits. This isn't as bad as Song of Bandits, and I would say it's not as bad as Moving. This is definitely there's violence, but it's less visual violence than those. I would say, mm. like there's less blood splatter. There's less. I mean, there, there's less visual. Some of the stuff that is done, like you feel emotionally, yeah, but physically you don't visually see it it have a lot of it happens off screen off screen that's true we can't yeah i can't give a spoiler for it, but there's yes, definitely there's quite a few people not necessarily the main characters but a lot of people die but it's off screen so or you know it's happened dead. yeah you or know it's happening dead. But you're not seeing it. Yeah. So there is that, if that makes a difference. Yeah. I would say, though, if you are somebody that... Um, Cannot handle violence at all, this is not... Not your show. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... So next, um, let's chat about chemistry amongst the characters. Do you feel like they have good chemistry? Um, so this is not intended to be a... Romantic. There's no yeah. romance. No. The romance is not applicable. Right. I mean, they are running for their lives and um, or they are assassins. So one or the other. Yeah. It's not really. Sometimes you have romance even then. But that. True. There's no romance. There's relationships like more like friendship relationships, found family kind of stuff. And I would say those characters have tons of chemistry. Yeah. And even the bad guys have chemistry with each other. Mm -hmm. It's like found bad guy relationships. True. So and there's a there's a couple of brothers that have a relationship. Yeah, I would say that friend chemistry and just like being able to um, connect with one another 
we have a lot of chemistry, but it is yeah. not romantic. No. So if you want romance, again, this might not be your drama. I wouldn't mind some romance if they ever do a season two. Mm. I could handle like some yes. dynamic romance coming, being thrown in. You know? I would like that. Hmm? But that's a possible future. Maybe we'll discuss that more later. <laughs> and of course, styling and cinematography thoughts. And I know we both have thoughts. But before that, I will say that Drama Geek doesn't completely agree with us because we have discussed this in detail. Uh, the issues that I had, she felt that she didn't have the same issues, but that might be because I focus deeply on cinematography and lighting choices, and it's not something everyone focuses in on. So this might be a me thing. And I would say that that's, that's true from um, what Drama Geek had shared is just some of her issues. Uh, she was saying that she did not have some of the same issues um, I was watching, as I said, on an airplane, um, and I, again, you know how I'm known for my ability to really hone in on cinematography, um, not, but <laughs> but I will say that the lighting was, especially in the last couple of episodes, it was really dark. It was hard for me to see the facial expressions, um, and maybe that was a cinematography cinematographic choice um or you know a director's choice but for me that was a little tricky and it drove me nuts like nuts at least in the beginning the first couple episodes those moments are split up a little you'll have like a scene where it's at nighttime or in a dark building but then they'll skip to something that it's a different location and you have some brighter locations but uh, sometimes towards the end, they do a lot of flashback. And uh, one episode particularly ended up being a lot of, of the darker flashbacks that happened at night. And then just some action sequences that also happened in at night. So I felt it was very dark. I am that it, since young has always been one of my pet peeves when directors choose to go a little too realistic in nighttime sequences where everything is so dark that you can tell what's happening but you can't see detail and that really annoys me I want to see people's expressions I want to see the fighting I want to see the details on those kicks and the shootings and the stabbings you know and we get a lot of great uh, action sequences and other parts of the film where you could see those things and they were really good but when it's so much dark I after a while, I just get kind of annoyed, just be like, okay, it's 20 minutes of these various action sequences, but it's all happened at night. And this director doesn't like having extra light. And so it is not as crisp and engaging as I personally would like it to be. That is my one complaint with this drama. Well, there's something else too, if something else doesn't happen, but we'll discuss that later. But this is my one technical complaint. Other than that, I thought the styling was amazing. I thought everyone was just felt very real. It was very grounded. I know that Drama Geek also mentioned how she really appreciated that Yi Dong Wook. Um, this time, they definitely did a very minimalistic makeup on him because often he's not glammed up, but he definitely tends to have like the the eyeshadow, not eyeshadow, but the mascara like he always has these really long lashes 
and make his eyes pop or like his lips outlined a little because I can think of like five dramas just off the top of my head where he has a more defined you can tell he's wearing a little bit of makeup not you know yeah. but not well he's also been um like a supernatural kind of being yeah. in the last yes, couple a of things. lot of supernatural shows yeah. they are a little heavier on the makeup than not but this one on all the characters i think they were very good on keeping it very minimal uh there was one character that did have some makeup and it really made her pop Mm -hmm. But it was definitely part of her persona. So it was very apt that she did have the brighter lipstick. And other than that, you know, it was a really interesting, gritty vibe. And they ran with it. But he looked amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I I think this is probably one of his best dramas. I just oh, yeah. think he really did an amazing job in this. All right. And the last question before we start some spoilers is, would we re recommend our listeners give this drama a try? And I say 100% yes, as long as you are not squeamish about any kind of violence. Again, most of it happens off screen, but it is emotionally squeamish. Um, but the pacing and the plot was so well written and it just really, I finished this a week ago and I'm still thinking about it. And so that really says something. And it's eight episodes. It is such an easy watch. You could bang this out in two days. Easily. One long flight. Or one long flight to Hawaii. Yep. So, you, you know. I agree. I think the definite caveat there is if you do have issues with violence or, um, you know, it it is graphic in places, um, but it's um, it is more that. It really is once you connect with the characters and then see some of or learn about some of the violence, that's where you get squeamish. It's hard to explain it. It isn't that, that it's right in front of you, but you're you feel it. And what I love is that you feel every like dilemma faced by the main character. And we'll talk more in our spoiler section. But I think if you're OK and you're willing to kind of set some of that aside, then it's definitely a drama worth trying. I mean, this is one, as I said, there were six episodes out. And when we landed, my husband's like, oh my gosh, we're like, are we going to, are we going to watch the next two? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can really keep my eyes open. We're in a different time They're zone. They're like drastically texting us. They're like, what do you mean? There's not the last two episodes because Mr. Uh, K-Drama Jen was distraught yes <laughs> yes so we i was like i am so sorry um here watch marry my husband and so <laughs> anyway it was um it was so like edge of your seat kind of action loved it um and i do recommend it uh, for sure it's i mean it's early in 2024 but it is definitely among like some of my oh, yeah. dramas yeah. okay we're gonna move into spoilers 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 so now is the time to, maybe you're intrigued, maybe you're like, oh, I want to go watch this. So pause the podcast, go binge all of the eight episodes, and then come on back and listen. Or maybe you've already listened and now you can hear some of our real thoughts, um, but with spoilers. Yes. So we're going to talk about main characters. Yeah. And and we will try to keep this concise. It's kind of hard because there was so much back and forth mm. and who's who and we learned about characteristics at different times mm -hmm. so just know that this might not be as linear as some of our regular 
um episodes because it was kind of hard to be like when do we discuss bad guys okay so when do we discuss this you know yeah so we're just gonna spout out whatever happens because you know yeah. it's a monday <laughs> and we'll see what happens with that but of course we have to start with Edong wook who plays jung jin Mon. he's the sexy uncle like wow yeah and again He's always been attractive, but there's something about his kind of like distancey, like harsh love that <laughs> it's like, oh, that totally does it for me. He could harsh love my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, drama Jen is blushing, literally blushing. Anywho, as if you don't we normally, all aren't thinking you don't of that. Get to see me doing that. So. <laughs> Usually she laughs and mutes herself. That's true. <laughs> he can harsh love i'm waiting for your kids to walk through the door but oh they would just roll their eyes they've heard me say worse <laughs> um yeah so you don't look um in this with him being the uncle and then having that like i we just i love the way this is sort of we get a little bit of story and then a little bit more and a little bit more and so it's not until we're through the whole show and even at the end of the whole show that we are able to kind of piece everything together. And I really love that about this. Um, and be being able to binge it um, allows you to like have those, oh my gosh, and then not have to wait to go watch the next one, which yeah, I can't imagine. I'm glad that I was able to binge most of it because the being able to kind of keep that pace. I didn't. And it was hard. Yeah. It was like, is it Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? Right. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm, I'm really and I prefer if I can to binge because then you kind of keep the flow. But you also will notice if there are issues with pacing or if there's issues with, you know, like a, a repetitive plot line or something like that, if you're binging it um, and this nonstop action it felt like a movie that was cut into eight sections yes um it was really really good and he did an amazing job yes um then we have kim Hyejun playing jung jian and what were your thoughts about kim Hyejun? i really liked her i have seen her in a couple things uh she i didn't watch her in dr romantic three i'd kind of given up on the series by then but I remember watching her in Connect, and that was very good. Uh, with um, that was the one with Baby Opo, wasn't it? I want to say it was. Uh, oh wait, no, no, that was Circle. that's the one with the guy who had the pieces, oh, and he could see someone organ, had stolen his eye, organ like, transplant. Thing. Yeah, organ transplant. And so, <laughs> and she was in that one. She was also the evil queen in Kingdom. So mm. if you remember that one, the one that was fake pregnant, that was her. And she was the evil bad serial killer in, in Inspector Coup, which she did a very good job on that. She was kind of like this bubblegum, princessy, perky kind of girl at high school. And really, she was a serial killer going out and killing people. Uh, so I haven't seen Inspector Koo, so it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Carrie enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's kind of one of those where there were definitely aspects where it's just like, oh, I don't really like this aspect of the characterization of the leading lady. But for the most part, it was very good. I really liked it. I think she's a talented actress. 
I think she totally hit the right note in A Shop for Killers, where she was the niece of this very isolated man who kind of grew up very isolated. She had a very traumatic experience when she was uh, what how old would you say maybe seven or eight I mean at it's kind of hard to tell yeah at their one ages, point they but... said like 10 but that's not she clearly wasn't 10 I mean they yeah so so she had a very traumatic experience that caused her to have some mutism for a while and she was bullied and but she her uncle always had her back in a tough love way I mean he's very much like Listen, up. I'm the caregiver. You're going to have to suck it up and yeah. just raise yourself because I'm here, but I'm not going to be a mother father replacement, you know, and he's stuck to his guns and that's kind of how he raised her. He's all like, oh, well, she needs to learn how to self-defense herself. Yeah. So I'm going to have my bestie like teach her how to like fight or, oh, she needs to learn how to shoot a gun because, you know. She needs to be able to defend herself. Not that she knew why, but with his profession, it was and a slightly way, dangerous profession. A little bit, yes. Yeah. Especially the way that he taught her, like, listen up. And he would teach her, like, something in isolation. And then later on, as the show goes on, you get to see, like, why he taught her that. Yeah. Um, and how it comes into play. That and, I love that. And he did some slightly abusive, emotionally abusive stuff to, like, get her into condition to where she can function in uh, the way that she needs to if something happened to him. So it was just kind of like, oh, OK, he's letting her get attacked by wild dogs, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> what the heck, uncle? Yeah, yeah. He saved her, but yeah, you know, he was definitely putting her in situations where it's a fight or flight, yeah, kind of situation that I'd be like, well, that's maybe not the parenting style I would go to, whatever. (laughs) Well, and the other thing is, he's he clearly said, I'm not your parent, and so that was that. Oh, and well, and keep in mind, he is a mercenary turned arms dealer. Uh, I don't think we have mentioned that, right. but that his his profession is he's a professional arms dealer to a lot of sketchy people. Oh, and he's implanted in her uh, a code so that if she's people- in danger, certain people have to go help protect her. Um, supposedly everyone, but mm-hmm. it turns out certain people that he trusts. The others are all sketchy, sketchy people. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, so it's an interesting setup with her and Edong Wook's character and I love them both. Yeah. And they have such great niece uncle yes vibes where they obviously love each other but they also are very independent people that are not connected at the hip and I love the whole yeah. aspect. They of have that a great dynamic. dynamic. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's she is doing a great job or she has done a great job in this role. Um and it's you know she is she has really um kind of delicate features but in this show they really kind of um certainly don't focus in on that and so you feel like you know she's been raised out in the middle of you know nowhere basically yeah um in a even for the country it's out in the middle of nowhere yeah exactly so but anyway yeah great job the other actor to talk about is um Kim Min and he plays Pasin who is a Thai fighter, basically. Well, we find out that he's part of 
the group that Idong Wook's character used to be in, the mercenaries. And so he kind of follows him from that life into his new life. And he is raised as the village, kind of like the village uncle who kind of is a scammer and a gamer. And so he ends up teaching her how to fight. And he also teaches uh, our favorite, she's not really an assassin, but a favorite fighter who's Min Hai. He also taught her how to fight and survive. So he's kind of a teacher of all these various characters on how to really do hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So that is his strong suit is hand-to-hand combat with two very sexy looking knives. <laughs> Those curved knives are so cool. And I really liked him. I will say that he's in a ton of shows that you will have seen. If you've seen Song of Bandits, he was in that. Uh, Black Knight, he was in that as well. Big Bet, Sisyphus the Myth. So he's in a lot of these Netflix and uh, Disney dramas that are being produced specifically by Netflix or Disney. And so they definitely get more of these like character actors to really fill out the world building of the the stories that they're doing. And you can definitely see that that is really promoting his um, his career. His career is pretty much these dramas because Big Bet was Disney. Black Knight Netflix, Song of Bandit Netflix, and then Shop of Killers Disney. So, you know, the last four or five years, that's what he's been doing. And so, and he's very good. He's very good. I think it's interesting because he is South Korean, but yeah, he but played he, a Thai. He kind of has like where it could be a different yes. country look. He, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that, oh, he's 100% Korean, you know, right? where some actors you can be like, really? You're you're pretending to be Chinese <laughs> right like, now. So if you watch a lot of dramas, that's the kind of thing you would focus on. But, <laughs> you know. Oh, and then we get to um, So Min Hye, who is played by um, Gum Hae Na. And I don't know if I've seen her in other things. What if I say? Oh, she was in Run On, but she was just a guest role. Yes. Okay. I, I believe she's mostly done movies. And she's done quite a few movies, but just some main roles, some supporting roles. Bit parts. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's bad when it's just a bit part. Uh, recently, she was in Cannonball, Aloners, and The Boy from Nowhere. She was a main role in Boy from Nowhere yes. and Cannonball. So uh, so she's had some good roles. Um, I love her so much. I love her character. She is, we've had a lot of like bad donkey, like female characters. female assassin slash just bad donkey characters. And she is amazing. And um, once again, her. I think it's important to note how awesome we are that we're getting these really, again, they have unique looks. They're mm-hmm. not the cookie cutter actress look that we are used to. And now that we are getting these shows that are international it's definitely changing what we're getting as actresses, especially out of Korea. And so we have her. She's, again, not that she's not gorgeous. Yeah, she is gorgeous. She is gorgeous, <laughs> but in a different visual than we're used to. Mm-hmm. And she totally comes across as this, like, bad donkey, the 
Oh, the boots and her shorts. And like, she kind of has this Laura Croft outfit Yes, in the beginning. And, you know, she's so cool. And you can see how she connects in with the niece. And I love their relationship, how it develops over eight episodes where it's like, who the heck is this person? I don't know you. You have guns. And then they're both fighting for their lives and she has to figure out if she can trust her. And by the end of like, what is it? 24 hours. They're like emotionally connected for life. Yeah. Um, I love them. I And hers is one of my favorite backstories that we got out of the characters. Cause each episode kind of delved in into a flashback for each of the various characters in the show. So it didn't come until maybe episode six. It was possibly it was later, but her story was pretty epic. And I didn't even realize it was the girl right away because with the dramatic makeup, she looks so different Mm -hmm. than who Edong Wook's character finds during one of his mercenary missions. And just her whole story arc was so cool. And she is a definite favorite and. I'm sure she'll be on our new actress favorite list at the end of the year. Definitely. Uh, We're going to have to like write these down so we don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're only in month one and it's like, this is going to be on our best list. But she is so cool. Yeah. Like, so cool. I love her. Yeah. And she just, yeah, she's, she rocked it. Like just, it is not easy to do all of that, like high energy action packed, like, and be able to like pull it off with such like and to do it realistically yeah so often you get these like 90 pound actresses (laughs) and it's like i'm supposed to believe that you physically without guns took down you know 50 guys really but this she totally yeah i was makes it settled and gravitas and you believe it yeah so i believed it for sure all right so let's chat about our bad guys because they were just as important to the narrative as our good guys and the first bad guy Uh, i just need to say like i'm so heartbroken that he's a bad guy so remember we're in our spoilers section so this is a really important spoiler because in the beginning like the first three episodes we think he's just like a a student that knew her in school that you know is been somewhat decent to her even when she was uh being bullied and stuff so we think oh she has someone to support her maybe they'll get together maybe there's some romance in this no and i he was, ends yeah. up being uh pretty much a psychopath so it's um it's bae jung min is the character and he's played by park ji bin yes park park ji bin if you um he has such a baby face and so you some like a very good actor. He's an amazing actor. But usually has, typecast in the... But he has actually been acting for a really long time. He was all the way back in, like, Queen Sunduk. He was in Boys Over Flowers. Um, I mean, way, way back. And Stars Falling from the Sky. I yeah, love that one. yeah. And so, and he's... How old is he now? He's one of the ones, I though... See, he's like, like, he's, he's older. He's older than you think. Let me see. Let's see. 28. 28. <laughs> But older than you would think because... Um, he looks like he's he looks 21, like, yeah, maybe easily. 19. He's young. Or younger, like some of these, you know. But I would say he's one of the ones who enlisted in the military as soon as he could and then um, 
you know, got that out of the way. And so now he's able to, I hope this kind of launches yeah. some things for him. He plays a lot of younger versions of various characters. Mm-hmm. And even now, because he did a ton of younger versions back in the day. Um, he was kind of the same age range when our baby Opa was doing all the younger versions. Uh, they, I think they were even in some of the same roles as younger versions. Uh, so... Yeah, again, he's been in so many shows that you would recognize him in. It's just kind of mind-blowing that, oh, he does look slightly older now than he did five years ago. Because you can believe that he's actually maybe 20. And so he's definitely, it's like, oh, I know who he is. But it took a little while. Yeah, yeah. So he's 28 um, and I just want to say about this character, first of all, I just thought he did an amazing job with it because I was so like pulled into his character and I kept thinking like, oh, I'm so glad she has him because he's good with computers. You know, he's going to be by her side. And then we the only thing is there was a moment where he offered to clean the bathroom after the uncle um, died. And I did wonder for a moment about like. That's I went back. Odd. Yeah. You I know back. what? I wouldn't give any friend that I know, I wouldn't be like, yeah, your uncle committed suicide in there. Let me clean it. Like, I'm just not that person. I'd be like, I will pay to have it cleaned. Let's find the professional murder cleaners, you know. You also wouldn't buy me that 237,000 book. I know. I'm a horrible book. friend. I wouldn't mortgage my house to buy her a book. <laughs> yeah. It was in a rare book collection, and I asked her if she'd buy it for me, and she said, we're not that close. I just want <laughs> everyone to know that. So, you buy me a $250,000 book first, and then we will oh, see I how see. close we are. I see, I see. <laughs> um, but going back to the show, I agree. I, I was like, oh, that's a little interesting that he's offering to clean it. But then again, she's been traumatized. She doesn't have anybody else. And so part of me was like, that's actually really sweet. And then, so I didn't really think anything of it. And then we meet brother. Yeah. And he's basically like, get away from him. He's the reason. And and I felt, completely felt her like um, confusion, indecision and that feeling inside of like, oh my God, who do I trust? Well, and didn't he get shot or was it just injured? Because, or he was injured in the first few episodes. He, but was, he was over on the side because he was bleeding. He was injured, and he and then um, Minhei stabbed him with the okay, yeah, put, put him out for a yeah. bit. But I just I so kept I, thinking because he got injured so early. I wasn't even thinking it wasn't even on my radar that no. he was a bad guy. No, not at all. So and so to me, he's one of the baddest bad guys in a way because he mm, he was so the bad. others are much oh worse. they're much worse in their own way. But I just mean to her personally as far as like she the personal thing that where he betrayed her. Yes, he started. She started to trust him, and then. He just, you know, she finds out later that he, not only did he betray her, but she thinks that he murdered her uncle. Yeah. And there's video that shows what happened up and leading up to that. So, yeah. Anyway, so that is uh, Bae Jungmin. um, And he's the first of our bad guys, but he seemed like a good guy and then he became bad. And the next one never seemed like a good guy. Never. However, he was a very good bad guy. Mm -hmm. And that is... So Hyun Woo, he's played 
or sorry, Lee Sung-joo. He was played by Se Hyun-woo. And if you look on my drama list, <laughs> uh, they have a very younger picture because we actually had to go back and forth and be like, is this him? It has to be him because that's the character, you know. So we actually went back and Googled him and looked at all the images just to make sure because his his picture has to be at least 15 years younger. Oh, yeah. Like, at least. I, I mean, mean, he was quite the hottie at yes. his younger age. Very sizzling. Because he's like, oh, he could be like an idol actor, you know. But he definitely, not that he's like ugly or anything now, but he's older. He's, he looks definitely late 40s, you know, the same age as the evil guy, Bill. He definitely has that mm-hmm. age range. And um, so Sehun Wu, he, what else has he been in? Like, I'm, he has to have been in something, you would think. I think we looked at something. He was in Celebrity. I did not watch that. I think Drama Geek watched that. I watched part of it, but he was, this says he's just a Uh, I did watch some of Adamus, but I don't remember him. I didn't watch Anna. I watched Flower of Evil. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did. So he was in Flower of Evil. He was in Time. And so I did watch Time. Mm -hmm. Let's see. My Mister did not watch that, but he was in My Mister, The Good Wife. I watched that, and I love that. So, I mean, he's had side character roles uh, in a lot of different, oh, an extensive amount of movies. It looks like he's been in many more movies than he has been in in main roles. But I do think he tends to be more of a side character actor. Uh, In this one, he's one of the main bad guys. He goes after our leading lady multiple times in her life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very wonderfully kind of like, how do you explain his persona? It's, it's kind of like a, well, whatever happens, happens. And, but he wants to kill her, but it's kind of yeah. like, he's so like nonchalant about yeah, it's it. Very nonchalant. But he's like, and he's so confident in his own abilities that he toys with her. Yes. And it just, he's so sick. Well, and it gets worse as you go through the show because I think we're going to kind of discuss this in a few minutes, but when, you're introduced to his character. It doesn't seem like he's, I mean, it seems like he's a bad guy, but you don't kind of realize how deeply disturbing a bad guy he is until you're going through the show. And then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll discuss that in a minute. But yeah, he was very good. He's definitely the nemesis against the leading lady, uh, Gian's character, She's the one that he ba- they battle each other with both wits and physically multiple times. So throughout her life, <laughs> yes, throughout her life. And I think, um, you know, maybe he doesn't seem quite as crazy because we have Bal, who's played by Joe Hansen, and Bal is such a crazy, like, I I don't know, psychopath. Yeah, I mean, sadistic character. Like, I feel like Sung Jo likes killing and will is a mercenary because. Well, Bell. No, I was saying, oh, I was going to compare. Sung Jo. Yeah. yeah. Sung Jo is in it because he's a very good mercenary. He doesn't have emotional attachments. But Bell does it because he wants to kill people in horrible ways. Yes. Yeah. So, like, he will go out of his way to 
find a way to kill someone who's innocent very horribly. Yep. And so that makes them even scarier. Yeah. I mean, terrifying. And again, you don't know how terrifying he is until you've gone a couple episodes and then it's holy crap. He is frightening. Like, so frightening. Beyond belief. Yes. The things that he will do and enjoy. And each murder is just worse and worse and worse. Like, and that is why Jung Jin Man wants to stop him is because yes. he's so awful. I mean, they're all mercenaries. They're all killing people. But Bal is just fixated. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> and there's no stopping him. The others you can like threaten or you can at least get him off your track for a while. But I feel Bell, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, and we're going to finish finish out with the twins. The twins. Yeah, I know they have real names. I think they're in here. They're billed as the twins. Yes, they are billed as the twins. So, but, and I actually was like, is it just one actor in two parts? But no, they actually found twins. This is their first role. Let's see, where is it? So we can actually give them a call out. Not that they will ever know, but they deserve it because they were memorable. And they did a really great job. Yeah. Like they were, I have to say, um, there were moments we had talked about like chemistry. And so the brothers that are the twins have really good chemistry with one another. Yep. Here they are. Um, Kang Hee-si and Kang Hee-ji are the two actors. And... Again, just as twins. And they're in the group Babylon, which is the yes. mercenary, mercenary group. group. Um, the one that we didn't really talk about that was kind of um, part of the group with Lee Dong-wook is um, Honda. And yes. I don't see him. I, he's probably down below. He wasn't part of the part of his group. There we go. Yep. Okay, so Park Jung-woo, um, that's who played Honda. Um, and it looks like his first drama is A Shop for Killers. He was very good. And you see him show up in multiple various points in the timeline. Um, he plays someone who is mute, mute and definitely has a more... Like, he definitely is more invested in doing what's right than a lot of the other mercenaries. Yeah. It seems he's more in it for the payday, not for the killing aspect. And he's the one, he ha- he actually had his own arms dealership kind of thing yes. first. Yeah. And his younger brother, we also haven't talked about, they're called brother. Yes. <laughs> um, is the one who... Ends up um, being Lee Dong-wook's right-hand man. Yes. Yes. Because he's very, very good with computers. Honda tells him that and before he I dies. was very sad when Honda died. Me too. Like, because you see it the first time. Because you do see it the first time around when the um, the younger version of our leading lady is evading the guys. He comes in to save her because the mercenaries are after him because Bell is a psychopath. And he comes in, fights against two of the mercenaries, and unfortunately he loses. He does not win. And so he is murdered, but he protects her so she had time to get away. And so he really did save her life. And again, I wasn't very invested in that the first time you knew he died. Right. 
but it, the second time, it, the second time you see the flashback at, with all of the new knowledge of what is going on and who he is. And I was definitely a lot more invested yeah. at that point. My, and I'm like, oh, no, I know my heart he hurts. He came back and he saved her and now he's dead. And they chopped off his arm. I know. It's it was awful. very sad. And the fact that he was just, you know, he was the one that Jung Jin Mung could a hundred percent count on versus even um the other character that you know that he does count on in the end uh, um, even past time yeah like you weren't positive where he was on the he right. wasn't with the bad evil guys but he was definitely a mercenary uh, you didn't know where he was in the who he's going to be loyal to because of money, right? Yes, and and we know that like he wouldn't pick up Jung Jin Man's calls because you know he he owed him money or whatever, and so yeah, um, so that one I was like, okay, I wasn't quite sure, but from the beginning, Honda was one that like w you know because Jung Jin Man contacted him and said, I need you to save my niece, and without question. You know, he left his younger brother home and went off to go do it. Yep. Oh, totally awesome. So heart. good. <laughs> okay. Now we've talked a lot about the different characters. So um, let's talk about how we feel about those bad guys. How do we feel about them at the beginning compared to the end? And I think it's so unique how I got so much more attached to the characters as the story went on because we learned we would they are introduced and then we learn all the backstory like every single character has just we're thrown into the narrative we don't quite know what's going on we don't know our leading lady's backstory we don't know Edong Wook's backstory no one's backstory is explained you're just thrown into the action until later on at some point we find out oh um so yeah so we will have and it might be not till episode seven that we suddenly learn the backstory of some of these characters. Yeah. So it's very close to the end. And it's like, oh, I'm so invested now with characters that at the beginning, it's like, oh, okay, that's an interesting character. You know, oh, I like the look of them. That's a cool action sequence. But I'm so much more invested. Yeah, by the end, you're like, oh my goodness. Well, and even in scenes that we see, just with all the additional context we now have. Yes. Because we do see multiple scenes a second time, but with new context. And it feels and different. It feels I mean, they different. show, they do show a little bit more or a different angle or something, but it feels completely different. One of the things that I really love about this is that it feels like we have been thrown in just like our female lead character has been thrown in. Right. Yes. Like, it is sort of like she's trying to figure this out too. She has no idea. She didn't know her uncle was an arms dealer, and so here she millions is. of dollars on yeah. on military arms, yeah. illegal arms underneath their shed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's running like you know arms dealer eBay on underneath in this whole has a whole compound. She had no idea. Yeah, and so she knew he was you know unique and you know had his own way of doing things, but. Um, and you know, he would make comments like when somebody was, um, you know, had 
cheated her or done something bad to her. He would yeah. make some comments like that he had taken care of it after the person, you know, somehow had an accident or whatever. And she was like, oh, stop, you know, like, yeah. don't don't joke around like that. Um, well, and it's interesting. There are a few lighthearted moments where she's like a player's trying to make a move on her. And she's like in like first teenage love. And then there's the uncle total cock blocking her. Yes. Like, and suddenly the boy's too terrified to even look at her and she has no clue what went on. Yep. Um, yeah. And you can just imagine because her uncle is kind of freaking terrifying. Yeah. Like, again, he's not a good guy mercenary. He's an arms dealer. Right. He very much killed for money. Um, he had a, his own code, but he's not, yeah. he's not killing for the good of the world you know yeah but but he had his own yeah he had his like own you code. Said, his own moral code within that so he wasn't yes. gonna go kill innocent people in his eyes yeah you know the ones that were not the target he's only gonna you know he's not gonna go out and do he's extra. not gonna go put what was it it was um a grenade into a room of a lot of captured women that it, were being sold as prostitutes and captured elsewhere so he wasn't going to go murder them and laugh about it you know unlike certain bail right. who did yeah. I, that was one of the worst yeah like he was awful just awful yeah i mean he also like gutted somebody i mean like just horrible he's horrible but he enjoys doing that extra level of cruelty that is like you did what <laughs> um so yeah so i it, it's really interesting yeah I, I I mean I think well. we like when we think about the style of the plotting right it does yeah it totally works for me and like, it's one of the best written mm -hmm. up until maybe the last ten minutes which we mm -hmm. will discuss mm -hmm. but until those last ten minutes it's one of the best written stories especially considering it's a flashback to fast forward right and they kept it so very clear on what was happening and you didn't get confused yes so I thought they did a really good job with that. And every time that they showed us a new scene, it didn't feel like it was just, you know, a throwaway. It, it felt like it was a necessary piece of it and that it was intentional. And so you paid attention when, you know, we didn't just have filler flashback scenes. Yeah. We actually had them with a purpose because now you have you're invested. And so now you're looking at it totally differently and you're getting a little more backstory and so, like, when her parents are killed, I mean, that was awful. Like, the last yeah. couple of episodes are pretty rough because you, you know, people that we ended up caring about, you sort yeah. of see either on screen or off screen their demise. And that's hard. Well, and I think we get it through the female leads narrative. Yes. I thought hers, especially, you don't realize how interesting she is because you are learning things as she goes. But I loved seeing... Her as a younger age, she was a total badass kid. Like the things that she did to save herself mm -hmm. were so like I wouldn't have been able to. She got into um, she oh, accidentally oh ended up in the morgue being chased oh, by the killers. And she got into one of the pods, the refrigerated yeah. pods with a dead body who ended up being her mother mm. and managed to keep her from like screaming and you know and run away jumped herself out of her second story window to get away from the people that just killed honda uh like 
she is yeah. her uncle's niece for sure <laughs> you yeah. know the it's hereditary the badassness is hereditary and i love that we saw her you know use all of the survival skills that he got but she wasn't perfect she wasn't the strong killer that we got through some some of the other characters yeah. she wasn't experienced at she was fighting enough to where she could keep herself alive but she definitely wasn't fighting enough where she was going to be able to overcome these people by herself. Yeah. I loved, though, that we could see how the lessons he taught came into play. And then you could see her processing and then trying it out. And so even like um, the the way that she figured out where the gunshots were going to be. Yes. Um, and she used a mirror and she, you know, jumped from the top of the refrigerator. I mean, she's really smart because she pulled it all together. Uh, yeah. I was very impressed. Well, by and that. I loved that the uncle didn't force her into that life. He gave her options. That's and true too. that was very cool too. He's like, I've given you skills. If you don't want to be part of this chaos that's going on, you have a new identity. You have money. You can leave. I don't know. What would you have done? I don't know. Because at that point, you she's kind of connected with the people that are there to help her. Yeah. And but at so, the same time, she's only known them for like exactly. less than a day. So there's a part of me and that's her uncle like... dead. I mean, it'd be one thing if she thought her uncle was still alive. Right. And, right. You know, but part of me was thinking, mm, I would be really tempted to run. Yeah. Well, and she didn't know it was her parents' killers were the ones involved at that point. You know, she didn't know any of it. Yeah, yeah. she didn't. It was interesting. All right. So was there too much fighting in the last two episodes? Because I felt like it was a little fighting heavy. And some of that might again be we got a lot more darker scenes because a lot of it was shot at night and it had a lot of that um dark filming that i didn't enjoy and a lot of it was fighting sequences and because it was fighting sequences but you couldn't see expressions you couldn't see the details of the techniques that they were doing it didn't work for me personally i i did feel i got a little bit like by the final episode i'm like mm, okay you know i don't know i'm i wish i i don't know if i wanted it shorter I did want maybe her uncle to show up and that might've been some of it as I kept expecting him to show up. And I wasn't sure, like, like there was a part of me that was like, well, if Bale could survive all of that, I know. then <laughs> there's no way. I mean, Edong Wolf must be a lot. Well, not Edong Wolf. Well, and especially once they not. showed, because there was one scene that we saw in the earlier episodes where he was being blocked in by two cars and we didn't know what where it was in the timeline. And once we realized that was in a different part of the timeline, that wasn't the scene right before he ended up dead. I think that's when I was like, oh, okay. Attack him. And it was still back when it was the funeral. Yeah, I thought that it was right after he was going back to the hospital because he had realized that they were going after his brother and mm -hmm. the mom. And so that scene with the when he was in the car and he's and the, stopped, he stopped the by the woman and then the woman but is, the first time yeah. we see a glimpse of that i thought that's when he was attacked in um, the modern timeline because we see that but they don't give a right where it happened and i had assumed that but, was when he was betrayed and but i thought he had i mean he went into the bathroom and 
But that was, we saw Killed him himself. in the tunnel before, though. There was a flashback, or a, a, we saw that as a scene when he said, no, he betrayed him. He was there. And then we see him in the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to other stuff for a mm -hmm. while. I guess and then I never... in the next episode, we see him, or at one or two episodes, we see him where he's like, okay, I'm going to go kill myself because... Yeah, yeah, all I remember. Like and then later on, we see, oh, this was back when she was a kid mm -hmm. that this happened. Yeah, I because thought. Because they showed a sequence of it saying, oh, the friend betrayed him. He was with him when he died. And I thought, oh, he had he had told him to that someone was going to get hurt and he got lured, mm -hmm. you know, and they were going to fake it looking like a suicide. Mm -hmm. But that's when he died as when I originally thought. And I was thinking, like, I th originally I was like, well, if he killed himself in the bathtub, like, that's not really easy to fake. So I couldn't figure out how did that. But then in some of those other flashbacks, we see um, the person who has her verify that it is him. Um, yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, does he yeah. work for him? And so exactly but i have so many questions um so first of all was there too much fighting in the final two episodes i i don't really i mean i was so invested in just like getting her out of there and just you know and 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 keeping track of like are they really dead oh no they're not. well and i think that's part of it too is there was multiple times where you're like is that person dead Oh, I guess not. I thought yeah. they died. I was emotionally traumatized because I thought they died, but they're not dead. Are they dead now? Wait, May no, not yet. Someone no. said they're still alive. And I'm like, how are they still alive? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I really liked the scene with the twins and uh, Pushing when why they put their guns to the side to go fight them hand to hand. I don't know. And then got shocked that one of them did get murdered and then the other one got murdered too. But um, yeah. Why didn't you just shoot him? Yeah. I mean, come on guys. There's no honor among all of our mercenaries at this point. You guys I mean, are all like screwing each other over, Yeah, but it was really hot. <laughs> and he got, really... and we got that really sexy knife fight going on, which was very cool. That was a very cool fight. Uh, but yeah, I totally thought that he and is it Hyrie Hi or, Hey, Min. Hey, Min. Um, yeah, Min Hey. Min Hey. I thought they were dead multiple times. Yeah. And even sure. in the end, I'm still not 100% positive she's alive. I don't so. know. I, I did, don't... She, did the gun drop out of her hand because she just was so exhausted and finally was safe enough for her to pass out? Or did or she it, die? Is it because she died? I don't know. Tune I... in next week. Oh, wait. Yeah. And that is what I want to talk about, which is um, the final reveal of Uncle Jinmon being alive. So he, the whole thing's over. The cleanup crew has arrived. And who shows up late for the party? But dear old uncle in his taxi. He gets out of the taxi and he limps out. And then roll credits. And yeah. I was like... I mean... The fact that he's alive is not shocking. No. I think everyone knew that he was not dead. But at the same time, we're like, but is he? Because um, he's letting he's, all this happen and he's alive. And it's not like a learning situation where, oh, she has the possibility to take care of herself or 
even like his friends taking care of her because guess what they almost and maybe didn't depending on whether Minhai's dead you know and so it's like he it couldn't be one of those yeah because I was like at that the point of episode seven I was like okay he's luring out Bale because Bale's the boogeyman behind the scenes and he's the real threat like the others are a threat too but he's the real real threat and but then we don't see bell ever and and all in the last episode it's all against our leading lady against um the sojun or soju whatever his name so is June. yeah i want some soju oh just <laughs> i don't think that's his name no you know me i always forget I names sung joe Mm-hmm. close enough <laughs> soju sungjo absolutely yeah there's um, an s and a j name in there uh so it, it's really focused on their final battle yeah. and because of course you know he's the one that is the boogeyman of her childhood right where he had come to murder her and i'm assuming she assumes that there was something to do with them murdering her parents i don't know they don't really go into that either nope. um but yeah, but I thought, okay, he's luring the guy out and then he's going to attack as soon as he shows up. No, there's none of that. Uh, he's obviously been in something, some fighting. Because he is limping, he is I will limping. say that. At least, I mean, at least he didn't show up, you know, perfectly like, you know, I don't know. It's like, good job, shape. two thumbs up. Right. <laughs> Guess what? Not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Min Hai might be dead, but I'm not. And I mean, and just like, you know, so, hey, you all thought Bale was dead and he wasn't dead. Guess what? Me too. Right. Yeah. It just, so here's the thing. This needs another, it needs another season because we still have Bale hanging out there. We still have a lot of unanswered questions. And if we follow the trajectory of this writing, if we are to, you know, continue that along through the thread that's been created, then it would stand to reason that we're getting this scene where the uncle shows up and then we're going to get some flashbacks so that we can kind of understand what he was doing during all this time. It, it, I will not be satisfied if there isn't a second season. I know there were people, they were like, yes, I'm, I, I was satisfied with that. Um, that isn't me. I'm not one of those. Same. I absolutely need to see a second season. I mean, I would have been okay with a couple more episodes even, but I needed a little more closure, but you can't leave Bale just hanging out there with nothing. And the general, the general's still out and there. And the too. general is still out there. Now, I love that he um early on sort of um neutralized him, him. Yeah, by having showing up at his house and that and was being like I could have murdered all five of your family members and I did Lou because you killed five of mine I could kill five of yours I was here for an hour before you showed up so you need to back off yeah and I we're gonna call that. it you know I love that but doesn't he push back I mean we show yeah, him again so he's going... in the back behind he's backing all these guys that are attacking right her. so we know that you know now that he thinks the uncle's out of the way. He's still going. I mean, so there's too many unanswered questions for a show that was so tightly written. Um, and therefore, I will not accept anything less than a second season. I agree. I'm really hoping we get it because this is a Disney produced drama. And we all know Disney is kind of like 
not having a good time right now with their finances as well as uh, the security of a lot of their projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that they still are planning on putting money towards Asian content, but with everything so up and down, I don't know. I don't know if they are going forward. I know that uh, six months ago, it was announced that they are pausing creating more shows for 2024, but a lot of stuff has come out. So maybe they, they decided that they are continuing, but I don't think it guarantees us a season two. Even though this is a wildly popular show, I feel like it had just as much buzz as Moving Dead, which is another one of their dramas that they produce completely. So we'll just have to see. I'm really hoping it does. I think it deserves it. The writing was amazing. The plot, everything, the concept, everything was so well done. And I really do need some closure. I don't have closure. I'm not the person who's going to be like, and happily ever after with no... Yeah, I can't accept that. Yeah, what's the point of having him alive if there's no explanation? Exactly. He should have just stayed dead if he was going... I mean, Or that should have been season two if a season two happens. Yes, roll it in your taxi and then... Exactly. Or let us know that you're doing a season two. I'm fine, like, leaving it right here as long as I know the season two's coming and we're going to get an explanation. But... You can't tell me that this uncle who has had so much forethought to like plan every single thing as like with her getting locked down in her like super compound or whatever and having the manual to the website and all of that. You can't tell me that he didn't have another plan um, and we're just going to leave it like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nope. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. So. What were some of our favorite scenes? We already talked about one of my favorites. Which one? And that was the, um, okay, the one that you, oh, the, when he goes to the general's house. Oh yeah. I loved it. That was such a power play. That was, and that really is where you see he might have a code and be more ethical than the others, but he is not one to be. You can't just say, oh, well, because he's right. He's not willing to do the hard stuff. He is. He just doesn't do it unless he has to. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that um, he could easily take out the man's family if he had to. Well, and you could see how confident he was when he stood up to some of his team members. Yes, yes. Because, again, they are very scary people. Mm-hmm. But he felt just as scary you could see it's almost like two titans gearing yeah. up and they were equally confident and scary. Yeah. Like you would not be like, oh, that person's definitely going to win. Yeah. Well, and we've seen him yeah. in action, right? And so you're like, oh, yeah, he knows what he's doing and he's got his own bad donkey side. Um, so that was definitely one of my favorite scenes. The other one for me was the just in the beginning when we discover that um, – Bae Jung-min is not her sweet friend, right? And <laughs> and just, I, I was so shocked by that, um, that it, I felt like I was channeling her. And because when there was, you know, the brother is saying, you know, um, you know, you can see, click on that. And then her friend is like, yeah, he just wants you to do that because it's going to open up all of the doors and, and I I felt the same thing where I was like, 
oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, what would you do? Would you, do you believe this random person? But he's kind of making sense. But I've known this kid Why? through growing up in elementary school. How can he be one of the bad guys? And he saved me when I was locked in the, the shed. Oh, hey, he locked me in the shed. Because he we, wanted to see. We found out <laughs> later. He wanted to see if she could really, would really scream because she would, she also had mutism. So that was a really powerful scene. Um, and then when she beats the crap out of him, I really liked that actually. Yeah. Quite a bit. I really loved, it was in segments, but the opening sequence where we have the announce, the announcement over the city, like the small town um, speakers, because they all have those, like, that's how they announce things to people is through the speaker systems in these small country towns. And it's like, um, so we're going to have army stuff going on and so you stay know, inside your house stay inside your house don't be and, alarmed and there's going to be gunfire and it's really they're all going totally crazy military with drones and guns and bazookas and crazy. everything against this house and then she has to figure it out and then the house it turns into like this absolute fortified like, like fortress of, fortress of yeah. solitude kind of thing it's pretty awesome that's a yes. great scene the scene where she's escaping as a youth, she was so smart. Mm -hmm. She was so good. And then I also love the scene where we see, I, I don't love it, but I thought it was very efficient where the bad guys kill the mother to lure him back in to where they can get to him. And they plan to kill the whole family so he will suffer. And that whole sequence where we see all that, it was very powerfully done. Definitely my most traumatized moment. Um. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done, even though it was horribly lit. You know, <laughs> it was still very traumatizing to see her parents die. Yeah. To see her grandmother murdered in order to get the uncle back for the funeral. And to know that that um, Bayman knows the whole time, like he suspects that his mother yeah. was actually murdered. And then he starts to you put can, it all together and you can feel the like, tension and his like self-hatred that's happening in those moments where he's like, it's all I my brought this on yeah. my family and doing everything he can to save his niece. Um, and even afterwards, you know, going, moving them to an area where they can create this fortress. Yeah. Um, and then of course a giant underground shopping mall. That's but yeah. Um, Other than that, just everything. Yeah. They were all good scenes. Wonderfully done. <laughs> so, and of course we want a season two and I hope you guys will all go watch this, definitely promote it, uh, give it the love it deserves. So we do get a season two because we need it. Even yes. though you don't get complete closure, 100% worth watching. It was brilliant. It really was. I totally 100% recommend it. It's also something like if you have a, um, if you're a, have a significant other who maybe um, is more into those kinds of like, action dramas or like especially like american action or whatever this one has a lot of guns this one has a lot of that kind of yep. feels more like americanized um compared to a lot of korean dramas so it is a great one to um bring into um uh sorry i just saw something that um that they're saying on my drama list that the killer's shopping list is a, is related I content Yes, I believe that is... It says the Korean parent story. Oh, well, I don't think that has anything similar to do with it. That is like a comedy 
that why would they say i don't know maybe it's also the same source <laughs> adapted from the novel the killer's shopping list kang ji young related content korean spinoff is the korean parent story i don't know <laughs> it looks like it might have been adapted from a novel by the same oh author, the same author king ji young so okay so now i'm gonna have to go watch this other one just because um i'm curious so okay yeah. sorry so we that. don't know if they're related we'll let you know we'll check it out let you know maybe someday <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so give this a try and i need to get our k-drama gen to the airport, airport. so that's oh, gonna... i certainly do yeah. need to go okay so thanks for joining us we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode and as always you can reach us at our usual spots and we love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 